Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And welcome to Ladies Who London Podcast. <laughs> I'm Emily Dell. And I'm Alex Lacey, and we're qualified London Blue Badge Tourist Guides. Each week, we bring to you some of the best bits of London. It's the dog barking now. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you have to go at me well. and my, my staff, mate? <laughs> We talk about our favourite people, places, and events with a bit of information, a lot of laughs, and a whole lot of fun. We can be found on Instagram at Ladies Who London Podcast and on on our websites, which mine is currently a work in progress. Lovely. Yours. <laughs> yours is mine is alexlazy.com and our dedicated website is ladieslondon.com. Uh, is that right? Yes. yes. Honestly, go away for a week and the whole thing falls apart. Welcome I know. back, well, Emma Lily. <laughs> thank you very very much indeed it feels like i've been away for quite some time actually but it's only been a week did you miss me i did i did did you <laughs> I miss me you. yes obviously i missed you oh obviously yeah. and how is. is your how is your little pudding it's good it was um a pretty scary week i have to say but she is absolutely fine and Lewisham Hospital, big shout out to them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we've had a couple of little dramas, but she's soundly sleeping, bless her, and she is all good. Good, I'm very glad to hear. Yeah. Um, poor little thing. And poor you as well, well not, not what you needed. Uh, no, no, not at all. A very stressful week. But anyway, everyone is all good, and that's what we like to hear. Yes. So a massive thank you to Fiona for filling in for last week. Um, she, every time I ask her if she wants to do the podcast, she goes, oh, yes. <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> so she really likes coming on. So thanks, uh, Fee, for, for coming in and being our, our surrogate lady who London's. Absolutely. Yeah. Big thank you, Fiona. And your subject was pretty cool. So you were talking about um, random jobs, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. Weird and wonderful yeah. jobs and, uh, uh, and and all the kind of the weird stuff that's happened throughout uh, throughout the centuries. Yeah, so uh, it. yeah it was uh yeah it was a fun one we had to kind of whip that out last minute um so apologies for anyone who had already seen the global tea break on that a while ago but uh, it's quite a fun one to to chat about so yeah there we go all the knocker uppers the knocker uppers my favorite yeah absolutely the knocker uppers knocker upper even better oh yeah <laughs> um and so we're going to revisit what we were going to do last week oh before we do that do you have any shout outs this week apart from Lewis <laughs> 
I'm a big one solution hospital. Do I have any shout outs? Um, oh, I probably do. I might have to come back to you at the end for the shout out. Yeah, that's totally fine. I have one shout out um, to one of our lovely listeners who also happens to be someone that I was at school with many moons ago. Oh, who I randomly saw at the train station at Waterloo yesterday. Um, Lizzie Bendel is her name. Uh, she's Lizzie really Bendel. lovely. And um, uh, I was sort of, I was on my way somewhere. She was on her way to catch the train and she sort of went, oh, Alex. I was like, oh my God, is he? <laughs> we had a, a lovely little hug and then a very kind of, oh, I'm going this way. You're going that way. Okay, cool, bye. Um, but she said to me, oh, you know, I did know she listened. Um, she said, oh, I've been listening for ages and, and stuff. So hi, Lizzie, and thank you so much for um, for taking time out of your running for a train to come and say hi yesterday. It was lovely to see you. Uh, and we're going to try and meet for meet for dinner in Putney soon. Ooh, very nice. Well, hello, Lizzie. So um, we haven't got any uh, podcast pedestals to clear up, I don't think, have we? Because the last well, couple of weeks have been think this. All a bit skew-whiff. Yes, although did you announce when you were with Fiona who won between Lord Shaftesbury and Dickie? No, I did not. Well, I think we need to revisit this <laughs> because well, there uh... we go. <laughs> so I think I definitely put up a poll. I'm pretty definitely. sure I did. I mean, definitely. This was episode 111. What are we on now? This is 113. So, 113. so yes, I'm guessing that you didn't do a. No, and I'm just remembering that I think we were going to do something, not a podcast pedestal, but a this or that, and then I forgot. Um, because my life is crazy right now. Um, so, what did we do? We did, yes. And what was the... Um, so, our podcast pedestal was Lord Shaftesbury. Yeah. And whose choice was that? Was that mine or yours? I don't even remember. <laughs> well, you tell me who won, and then I'll let you know. Oh, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> and the other um, one was no, that, that was yours. So I went with Dickie. And you went for okay. Lord Shafts. Uh, well, Lord Shaftesbury got 74%. <laughs> did he now? <laughs> yes, he did. Sorry about <laughs> that. I should, I should have uh, oh. gone the other way to, to welcome you back. Um, but God, no, I'm, been I'm not. shafted by Lord Shaftesbury. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get dicky. What a shame. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's already into the gutter. <laughs> right. Well, this week we are revisiting... What we were going to do two weeks ago, which was also not a spin one, it was uh, you dumped yourself in it by going, "Oh, there's loads to talk about," and then uh, and then decided you needed two weeks to figure it all out. <laughs> yes. What can I come up with as an excuse not to be? No, that's terrible, <laughs> is it? Um, no. So um, there is quite a lot to say, but to be honest, we had an episode when you weren't here with Fiona and and lottie pops yeah and uh and i spoke about the chop houses so i don't really the beef want steak to go club, yeah the beefsteak club plus is... i did tell everyone that last week we did get the wrong simpsons we thought oh, you did say we thought I... one simpsons was uh, closing down and it was the other simpsons but still so but still i am actually going to be talking about both of them oh. today yes i'll see what you did there <laughs> um but first to start off with, yes, so th this this all kind of came about because we had uh, a message from one of our lovely listeners um, who kind of reminded us that Simpsons Tavern, even though we got the wrong one, um, <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons Tavern has closed down and not yeah. closing down, it has closed down. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm going to talk a little bit about why they're closing down and why it's 
suddenly sparked such a lot of press and a lot of attention and they're reaching out to people to try and um to, to gain quite a sufficient amount of money um and they're doing really really well actually oh are they oh good they are they've got about 30 odd days um but but i'll, I'll go into that right. Anyway, so we initially thought we were on the Strand. We did. <laughs> and there's this lovely restaurant called Simpsons. Simpsons on um, the Strand. <laughs> on the Strand. We were like, is that closing down? Um, although I did get the date right when we were talking about this one. Oh, we got something right there. Simpsons. <laughs> something right. Because Simpsons Tavern has been going strong since 1757. I mean, it is one of the oldest restaurants. It's not the oldest restaurant. I will I will mention which is the uh, oldest reg- restaurant shortly. Um, but going since 1757, and it lives within the city of London, within a uh, part of the city, which is like a labyrinth, isn't it? Mm. You see- yeah, and it's, it's really, it's always the one that whenever I'm wandering through the city, I'm doing a, a walking tour. And you kind of get to it and, and people wouldn't ever think to go down it. And I go, we're going to go down here. And you can hear people go, ooh, it's really lovely. It is. So the sky disappears and you go down these tiny little pathways and, you know, you're kind of shoulder to shoulder with each establishment on either side of the road. And the buildings, the exterior, they just look like, I don't know, you're either going through Victoria, London or even going further back. So down Bell Court, you will find Simpson's Tavern. And there's a lot of old wood. You'll find these doors, these kind of double doors that have got these circular windows. You can look through the glass, which is um, kind of, um, what is it when it's a bit shimmered or a bit kind of um, frosted, isn't it? Frosted, frosted yeah. And also kind of there's all these patterns in the glass, which kind of... Um, uh, make it quite hard to see through in parts. But then you get this little shot of green where you've got this wonderful green, vibrant wallpaper just as you go in. And it is a chop house. So as I say, I'm not going to go into the chop houses again, but essentially there were places in the 18th century where if you didn't have um, a place where you could cook your meat at home, you could go to the likes of um, I don't know, Smithfield or um, Leadenhall or something can purchase a wonderful slab of meat and then go into the likes of Simpsons and get them to cook it for you. Mm. And you would be surrounded by people that were probably wanting to have a good conversation. And this could be business, it could be literature, um, and it's around the time when you had the Those are the two houses. options. Business and <laughs> yeah, literature. Business and literature. <laughs> that's, that's all you're going to get, basically. Um, but yeah, or anything, you know, art, politics. So you could really, even if you weren't talking yourself, to go in and eat your slab of meat, you know, you could uh, earwig onto quite a few interesting tables, I'm sure. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so... They are closed and they have closed, well, been closed since October. And um, and this is all due to payments that are owed to the landlord since lockdown. Oh. So it's, you know, there's there's been kind of the idea or the rumour that Simpsons 
does need a bit of help and not as many people are going to the establishment as they did before lockdown. Which, you know, I think it is, is if we think not, not everyone goes back to the office every single day. So places mm. like that are going to suffer, aren't they? Which is a real shame. Yeah, you say that, but the manager is, is saying that the amount of bookings that they have for Christmas and you know, um, for the season is incredible and it mm. is busy and it is doing really well. So it's just um, it's just really sad to suddenly go past and see this sign in the window saying that it is permanently closed. Um, yeah, and I've been around there a few times in the last couple of months and I was always, I was just thinking, why is it not open? Because mm. usually, I went around there sort of mid-afternoon on a Friday once and normally it's buzzing. And I was like, why? And it did look like it wasn't even like starting to open. It was clearly like shut, shut. And I was like, yeah, yeah. what's that all about? But that makes sense. And even though you do have these tiny little pathways, um, it, it's just full of people, isn't it? Yeah. And they have um, barrels, these huge barrels that they use as tables for you to lean on or place your drinks. And they're just surrounded by people. So you've got lots of people inside enjoying their meals and sitting down and having good conversations. And then you've got lots of people within these tiny little alleyways in London. Mm. Um so, yeah, it is really sad because you see these kind of lonely barrels just outside <laughs> this beautiful building. And who knows? Is that the, are those the punters or the tables? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Um, but who knows, you know, what it would become and if they would change the, the look of the venue. I don't know. It's just, it's so yeah. sad. And the manager, you know, has said, we have survived fires, world wars, an industrial revolution, a plague or pandemic, as you may call it, and a mini budget for 265 years. <laughs> mini budget. <laughs> Amazing. Um, he said, I find it hard to express eloquently the pain this is causing and the significance of the damage um, that they're doing. So um, they are basically trying to um, raise as much money from people um, to be able to pay off this uh, lockdown debt, essentially. Yeah. And the figure that they are seeking is 385000 Okay. Now, they've been, I'd say they've been campaigning for, what, two weeks now? I think it all. I think we started yeah, seeing it in two, the press for me. Yeah. yeah, so they're up to just over ninety thousand pounds. Wow, which is incredible. That's amazing. And yeah, and so they have how many days? Three thirty-two days left. Wow. So it's, it's not a long time. You know, they've got just over a month to go to raise um, three hundred and eighty-five, or just under two hundred thousand. But and how can people get involved? So what you want to do is go to their website. So if you go to simpsonstavern.com, you will find on the on the page, on the first page you come to, it will say uh, it will say crowdfunder. Mm -hmm. So if you um, click on that, it will take you to the appeal page. And then you can see it says support us. And you can donate however much you want, you know, five pounds, 10, whatever, 20, 100, however you're feeling, basically. <laughs> um but yeah, I just think it's such a fantastic cause, it and is. it's certainly a place that we need to um, we need to make people aware of. Fab. Um, so moving on from one that uh, has closed down and hopefully will come back, um, do you want to tell us about the other Simpsons that we got it all muddled up with? 
Oh, yes, but I was also just going to tell you a little bit more about this Simpsons. Oh, okay. Don't let me move off straight away. Um, Just because it is such an important place. I mean, it was used as the melancholy tavern in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And it's got that kind of feel about it, hasn't it? And I know that there's like a, there's a little... Um, a chop house not too far away called the oh, what's it called the eagle the um is it the spread eagle it's, uh, up in Farringdon no 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 in um the city of London near mm. Leadenhall uh, not sure off the top of my head oh gosh it's completely gone from me but anyway you pass the back of it and you can see this little bust of Charles Dickens who we know would have you know moved around the area quite a lot he went everywhere he went absolutely everywhere and even Cornhill Street which is just off of where uh, Simpsons Tavern lives was the address of the Scrooge and Marley counting house oh yes uh, yeah um, so uh, it was obviously created in 1757 we know that we know that it was created by a man called Thomas Simpson and if you were to go into the tavern which I hope at some point you can um there is quite a lot of memorabilia on the walls, including uh, this little sketch of Thomas Simpson and lots of black and white images of what the area used to look like about 100 years ago, which is quite lovely. Um, Thomas Simpson did open up a couple of restaurants before he opened up Simpsons. I mean, even as early as 1723, we know he opened up a little restaurant in Bell Alley, one in Billingsgate, uh, one in Cheapside, and they were all connected to the idea of going in and taking in your meat. So they were all kind of little chop houses. Um, and it's in a ward. And if you don't know, the city of London, the square mile is divided into 25 wards. And this particular ward is called Cornhill. And it's one of three ancient hills, the other being Tower Hill and Ludgate Hill. Mm. And it's also just around the corner from uh, a, a place called the Jamaica Wine House. Love which, that place. Yeah, it's so beautiful, isn't it? It always reminds me of like um, a, a chocolate cake or a bourbon biscuit. Yeah, it's that kind of lovely ready terracotta. Yeah, it doesn't look like you could snap a bit of the window ledge off and yeah. have a nibble. It looks really crumbly. And when you go by the windows, they have lots of coffee beans on display and they have this um, huge kind of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, this kind of uh, scales or weighing machine Mm. for coffee beans. And there's a little blue plaque and it basically tells you that it was um, there on that site in uh, 1652 where um, Pascal Rosé, um, opened up his first coffee house, yeah, um, which is really cool. And so, although it does, it does have very big links to the international slave trade. Super fun. Um, yes, it and does. On, which is why you've got the on Jamaica. the bad side as well, not the good yeah. side. So, yeah. Oh yeah, completely, completely. Um, but yeah, so in terms of kind of walking around that area, Simpsons Tavern just kind of sits in such a perfect place because you go around the corner and you just continue to see these amazing buildings. You've got St. Michael's church there, which I think has kind of been there for at least 400 years looking down on the area. Um, You've got uh, part of a building left, which used to um, be a publishers that published the Cornhill magazine. Mm -hmm. 
And in terms of the chops themselves, it's quite, I've never actually been in to Simpsons Tavern to eat. I have drank there, but I haven't eaten. Have you? Um, again, only drinking, not eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like um, there's a theme with us. <laughs> um but they serve up the likes of steak and kidney pudding. They have like uh chops. I, sorry, I've just had a had a brain thought. You said spread eagle. It's the Georgia vulture, isn't it? Oh, that's that's it. the what one you I mean. I, I wasn't even I could <laughs> Well, because it's a bird. <laughs> True. Um yeah. The it Georgia just suddenly vulture. came to me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because it's just up from um the Jamaica wine house, isn't it? Yes, it's it's kind of literally between the two. I mean, the, yeah. the walk from one to the other is approximately 25 seconds, and yet there's a pub in between them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, so, yeah, so they, they serve these broths in, um, like, these kind of chop broths in these huge, um, big, they almost look like uh, goblets. They're these, like, medieval goblets. They look beautiful. And you've got... Um, as I say, lots of pictures to do with uh, Simpson himself. And you've got lots of different cartoons around the walls of people eating lots of meat, which is quite fun. And you can get quite a good meal for quite a good price. I mean, well, you know, I say this to. now, used to be able to. <laughs> so you could get a chicken breast for just over £10. You could get a mixed grill for £23. So... Yeah, so let's hope that Simpsons will be able to make that money. Mm, let's hope so. Mm. Um, but going on to a couple more restaurants that you can find in London that are very old and still going strong. Mm. Um, one that was created in 1742. Do you know which one? I could is this the oldest one? To? This is the oldest one in London. That would be Rules. No. No? No. What? Is one older than Rules? Wilton's. Wilton's? Yes. Oh. So Wilton's has been going since 1742 and they've been serving seafood to the public since 1742. Have you ever, I take it you've never been in? No, I don't even know where Wilton's is. So Wilton's... <laughs> do you know where Wilton's is? <laughs> um yes well i do know where the new one is which is german street or germain street where was the uh, old one actually where was see, the this original is, this one? is the this is the loophole isn't it you know it's not in the same place oh but with the oldest rules must be the oldest that has never moved then oh maybe so because rules is 1798 i feel like if you move it then it's not the same restaurant i feel like that's cheating is it yes <laughs> but if it's like the same menu, the same decor, it's just a different mm. building. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's. I feel like that's a get out of jail free card right there. Okay. Well, look. You know, it says <laughs> it on their menu. I didn't make it up. It's what they've said. Um, it's like this in Champagne with Champagne houses. There's one that claims to be the oldest Champagne house, but it ne it didn't make Champagne. It made sparkling wine. And then there is the one, the oldest one, which is younger than the other one, but started out making champagne and was the first it's like there's all these like loopholes with these things it's like well yeah. uh, it was the first restaurant that ever served pork except for that other one that served pork but we <laughs> we'll did ignore it that one we, we passed it from the right to the yeah that is just ridiculous yeah <laughs> i love it everyone's got to have a thing everyone's got to have a thing exactly so well this is wilton's thing so okay their <laughs> first one was in 1742 um and they started as did a couple of them actually 
um, started selling oysters, which was obviously quite big in the 18th century, even if you didn't have that much money. You know, well, you it was would poor food, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was it was food for the poor, which is, you know, crazy when you think about how much people get so excited about oysters and how much you're willing to pay for oysters mm. to yeah. have that little salty explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oysters from a market stall um and uh, this was george william wilton and he ended up getting a license to sell beer and wine with it and then eventually got enough money to open a proper establishment um the first one was actually hit partially by a bomb during the 1940s Careless. so you can't blame it for moving is what i'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see, I see. <laughs> I mean, they do move, you know, 40 years later, but nevertheless. So in, in... <laughs> oh, wow. Again. <laughs> so in 1984, no, this is the second time. So they only move once. So in 1984, they move and they move to, uh, you know, this thing, incredible part of uh, St. James. Um, do you say Germain Street or German, German Street? Street? Yeah, German Street. Um, and this has obviously been where all, all sorts of people from Newton, Gladstone, different writers and different people have lived. And now it's a it's a very exclusive, quite expensive place, which is probably why. It's the posh gentleman's place, isn't it? Exactly. Neither of us have been there. And actually, there's... <laughs> <laughs> we've been there. We've been shooed out very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, there we go. So the second uh, oldest, uh, 1798, created by Thomas Rule, is, of course, Rule's Restaurant. Now, have you been to this one? Um, yes, I have. And how would you describe it? How would you describe Yummy. it? Yummy. <laughs> Yummy. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's very old English. It's really mm. kind of sort of your, if you imagine your classic kind of golden red interior, mm. it's quite sort of plush and it's very classic English fare, you know, um, roast meats and game and I mean, really lovely food. We went there for, uh, in fact, one of the people who's been on our podcast, Simon Whitehouse, when uh, when he and his husband got married um, in in the sort of pan, mid-pando, um, we went all went there for, for dinner afterwards. Oh, that's a great shout. Yeah. Yeah, because it is somewhere that you, you wouldn't go there. I mean, I say we all, there were five of us. It was a very small wedding. <laughs> but that's like, you lovely. Know, but it was fantastic. It was really lovely. And the food was incredible. Yeah. Mm. But it, it is a very special place. And as you say, it's got that kind of red and gold and there's carpet everywhere and there's big skylight. Um, yeah. Very beautiful. Yeah. Really lovely. Yeah, and it's in the heart of the West End. Mm. So they kind of um, 
you know, they do kind of pre-theatre dinner uh, deals. I mean, not that they really need to because it's it's just such a popular restaurant. Yeah. And they've had people like Stan Laurel, Chaplin, Joan Collins, all sorts of people that well, have wined even, and dined there. Well, it's even featured in a James Bond movie. Spectra. I can't for the li- is it Spectra? I, can't, I was yeah. going to say, I can't remember the life of me, which one. No, I yeah, feel like another is. one as well. I feel like there might be another Oh, really? I feel like it was oh. like Tomorrow Never Dies or something. I'd need to double check, but um, yeah, it's... Uh, ah, it's, it's, it's also been in Downton Abbey. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. So there you go. Um, but on the one that we thought it was uh, originally, <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> Simpsons on the Strand. So 1848... And originally it was um, a grand cigar bar. So you went there and you smoked cigars and you would play chess and billiards, which is why above the door you have this amazing design and it's kind of this uh, this chessboard and you can see mm. all these chess pieces and the, the red section, it's a little bit kind of iridescent. So it's really beautiful and you can't help but kind of, um for your eyes to be caught by it, even if you go by on a bus or something it's it's a it's a gorgeous little doorway yeah and it's it stands out because there's a lot of the other buildings along there are your pretty pretty standard shops i mean there's it's right next to the savoy hotel so of course the savoy stands out but uh, there's a lot of your kind of normal shops and then all of a sudden you get this beautiful um just really ornate frontage with yeah and you kind of go well there's chess sets on there it's it's really lovely yeah yeah, it really is. And it was originally before that the site of um, the meeting place for the Kit Kat Club, which you swear I've spoke about before. I feel like we've done an episode on the Kit Kat Club. Unless I'm, gone, I'm going mad. Let us know, listeners. We can't remember. It's been over 200 now. We've forgotten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't remember. But anyway, so now it's part of the Savoy Hotel. So you mentioned the Savoy Hotel next door. So it is kind of uh, ran by them, if you like. And it is very well known for their signature roasts. Um, I've never had a roast there, probably because I can't afford it. Mm. Absolutely <laughs> adore roasts. Um, and uh, you kind of get... Um, the roast is wheeled to your table and it's under it's kind of victorian domed yeah uh, what's a, it called well the serving platter domed. really yeah a... serving platter yeah, yeah. and it's uh, attended by your own it's not quite a cloche because a cloche is a sort of individual one but it's yeah it's this big sort of like yeah silver dome and, and they kind of wheel it in like would sir like a roast yeah you you pick which roast you want don't you it's a yeah yeah no i've not i've not um i've taken guests to have roast there before Mm. um i was never invited Uh, but no that's what i have seen i know i know (laughs) um but uh but yeah it's 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 quite a it's it's quite amazing to see actually yeah and i i love that on their website it tells you that they get their uh their welsh lamb from good old daphne's farm in the rolling hills of wales yeah. you know they make it sound so absolutely pleasant <laughs> delightful 28 oh, yeah 28 day aged estate beef there you go um they've had a big upgrade within the restaurant in 2020 and it says that they have leather banquets oh bonquettes the 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 uh the seats. Oh, oh is that what that one is? oh i <laughs> oh, bless. leather banquets i was like bonquette darling <laughs> it's a it's a posh word for a bench 
A bonquette. A bonquette, yes. Oh, is that why kind of people say... <laughs> no, it's not, Emily. I'm not going to go there. No. <laughs> We've already ruined it once this week. Let's not do it again. <laughs> okay, right. I've got that completely wrong. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then... 1867, and lastly, we have Kettner's Townhouse. Heard of Kettner's? Uh, so not really heard of Kettner's, been to Kettner's. Been to Kettner's. Kettner's for dinner, or have you stayed the night? Uh, no, I've done? not stayed the night. No, no, I've um, for dinner. Been to for dinner a while ago. Because you yeah. like a bit of champagne, don't you? I like you? a bit this, of champagne. This yeah, is yeah, the place for champagne. I'm a classy bird, me. I you are a classy champagne. bird. You've got... Um, uh, lots of is it champagne corks? You've got like a piece of art where you've got lots of champagne. The, what are known as the capsule or the little oh, the kind capsule. of um, the little uh, yeah metal circular bits that go over the top of the corks and under the. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just thinking of bonquets. <laughs> Too early I in the can't believe for a I thought that said leather banquets. I was like, did you think they ate leather? No, I thought it was some kind of. Dodgy night. <laughs> oh, oh you know. no 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 bonquette, no 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 darling. no not at Simpsons bonquette no, darling. darling leather bonquette. Um okay yeah sorry um so yes this is a Kettner's if you don't know Kettner's townhouse so it lives in Soho and uh, uh, visually it's interior wise you know it's on the same kind of a theme of being very elegant inside as the other ones that we've spoke about in terms of the the interior it's kind of white and cream and pinks and chandeliers and you'll have people in the day you know have an afternoon tea and then all the champagne will come out you can get pretty good food there you can stay the night um but on the outside it's kind of like a cream white plain building um, as opposed to the other ones that we've I've just mentioned that are quite kind of a bit twiddly outside. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. quite a lot of detail. Technical term, twiddly, yeah. Twiddly, you know, lots of uh, beautiful design. Um, and this was London's first French restaurant. And it was opened, actually, by a German man. Hold <laughs> um, it together, was... Del. <laughs> <laughs> rumoured to have been directly employed by Napoleon the Third. Mm. Um, so I guess that's where the uh, I don't know the French connection comes in. I'm not too sure. Um, but yes, it's been a place where writers, politician, politicians, theatre goers, members of the royal family have been. Um, and yeah. And it's quite well known for its dances, its uh, little performances of an evening. So yeah, there we go, Kettner's Townhouse. Very nice. Yes. Um, now, have have did you? I don't think you mentioned the the link to uh, not Shakespeare. Come on, Alex, Sherlock at uh, Simpsons in the Strand. Oh, I didn't go for it. Ah, so um, well, there's a there's an episode. Uh, well, Simpsons in the Strand was always one of Sherlock Holmes's supposed favourite places to go and eat. And I think it's rumoured that, you know, he and, uh, well, if I say rumoured, it's obviously, obviously a fictional book, come on. Um, but, you know, oh, it's, it's rumoured, rumoured that he was regularly seen. Um, no, it was uh, um, it, it's, it was kind of the, the place where he and, um, what's his name? What's his second in command? Watson. 
Watson, thank you, that he and Watson would go and, and dine. What and was his name? There is one particular um, story of Sherlock Holmes where, for some reason, he and Watson are fasting for three days. And I can't remember the details of it. And they Sherlock decides that they're going to stop fasting by going to Simpsons in the Strand. And that's the best place he can think of to go to, um, to sort of break this fast that they're on. And it became such a big deal. And, and you know, it was a real sort of, ooh, when Sherlock went there, everyone's like, oh, Simpsons, Simpsons. And I think, actually, there is a section on their website or they always used to be that talked about this whole um bit of of kind of faux history with sherlock um, involved oh, in it because really? you know everyone, like everyone wants a link to dickens everyone wants a link to sherlock as well uh, yes. even though he's not real um but yeah so uh simpsons decided to spoil kind of it for people Alex. sorry sorry do you know do you know how many people have been disappointed when they've asked where is sherlock holmes buried and i've had to sort of go Oh, well, um, yeah, um, but uh, um, yeah, so spoiler, he's he's not real, but that is where they used to go and, and eat, uh, rumoured, <laughs> they used to go and rumored. eat, and uh, yeah, wow, that kind there of did quite well for the, for the store, for, for Simpsons sort of history, really. Yes, go. love it. Wow. Well, thank you very much for a little trot through some of London's uh, oldest and most prestigious restaurants, which started with a misunderstanding about which Simpsons we were talking about and uh, and ended up quite nicely with a little trot through a whole variety. I think we go and eat our way around them. What do you say? Oh, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> let's do it. I can imagine... Oh, it's Simpsons in particular, you know, if they're so good for their roasts, which I bet their Christmas old? dinner... Yeah, which one? Well, the one that's open. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, Christmas dinner there, please. That would be lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners, if you've been to any of them, let us know. Have you, have you oh, had some yes. amazing experiences know. or, you know, even rubbish experiences at some of them? Uh, let us know. And if you do go, um, invite us along, yeah? Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're up for that. Yes, we're please. <laughs> yes, please. Fabulous. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Podcast pedestal. So, do we do a podcast pedestal? I think we probably do, don't we? Yes, I think we should. I feel like we haven't, you know, touched. We haven't done one for a while while because it's been it's been a a couple of weeks of quite a lot of up in the airness. So uh, let's let's do it. Um, What are you going to go for? Put you on the put you on the spot. (laughs) Um. <laughs> quite, quite tempted to go for the leather bonquette, <laughs> but I won't. Um, I think I might go for the the silver domed. What did you call it? The serving. Well, it's sort of a, a cloche, but not really. Call it a cloche. That works. A cloche. A serving cloche. Simpson's serving cloche. I like the alliteration. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> what are you going to go for? What am I going to go for? I'm wow. I think I'm just going to go for rules because it's mm. such a great restaurant, and I have a you know a nice little kind of personal link to it, which I think very fondly of uh, of 
of it when I, you know, think about rules. Um, so I'm just going to go for rules as I think, you know, one of London's most sort of, yeah, um, I think one of those restaurants that you, you have to visit in your lifetime at some point. Okay, I think that's a really good choice. The rules as a destination. That's the rules as a destination, destination. I'm going yeah. for the, what did I say, the Victorian silver cloth. Yes, yes. Okay. The roast, yes. The roast meats cloth. Yeah, no, I love that because, you know, you can have a lot of roast dinners all over London. But for that, you know, if you suddenly see that being wheeled towards your table <laughs> with your own master carver with his top hat, you know, and his big knife... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're not going anywhere for a while, basically. No, no. <laughs> oh, dear. So that's it. So, okay, those are your choices. Those are your choices, gang. Um, so this week there will hopefully be <laughs> podcast pedestal go up on Sunday. Um, so you can go along and have your say. The Wheel of Destiny. Well, it is then Wheel of Destiny time. It is. Unless you have any shout-outs to do. or I do actually have a, a, a shout-out to lovely Desper, who has sent us a few messages in the past, bless her. And she said, hi, ladies, it's me again. <laughs> hi. <laughs> As you know, the weekend was so soggy, and the last weekend, because this, this was sent two weeks ago, right. um, that I used the time to catch up with some Netflix. So I watched... Enola Holmes 2, in which oh. the story is based on the event of the Match Girl strike, for which you talked about in episode 16 on the podcast. Well done for going back and finding out the number of the episodes <laughs> as well, Jess, extra L, Episode 16, brilliant. <laughs> I liked it even more, even that I knew what would happen at the end. The strike and all the women marching out of the factory, glad that they show a photo of the real girls at the end as well. So um, so if you I have had no idea that that's what they were focusing on. And Enola, I can't say it. In no, Enola in in Homes 2. Enola Homes 2. No, I, I didn't either. So I, don't, I haven't seen any advert for it. So I only just yeah, started fantastic. seeing them. And I, and I watched the first yeah. one, which I thought was great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, I'll go and watch it. But thank you so much. I had no idea that it was um, linked to the Match Girl. So that's a real treat. Yeah, brilliant. So thanks for bringing that to our attention. So if anybody, you know, wants... That's this weekend sorted. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you want to learn a little bit more about the Match Girl strike, either go to episode 16 (laughs) or watch (laughs) Enola Holmes 2. I hope it was uh, historically correct. What, our episode? Well, both. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I've got the wheel in front of me, so just let me know when to go. I am ready to rock and roll. Off we go. It's landed in, I don't even, it may, it might have landed here before. I haven't scrubbed this one off for ages. Shoreditch. Ooh, ooh, that's an area I love. Um, I spend quite a lot of time there. Um, oh, now do you know what? I, this week I was doing a walk for a group of, um, school well university students and it was the my east end walk and it was all about immigration and well just the history of the east end really in in, in kind of general bits and pieces and there was one bit we didn't just have time to get to and it's an area that i really love um and it is up at why are you laughing emily <laughs> she's she's gone again are you back on the bonquettes you are aren't you Oh, don't worry. Sorry, carry on. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about um, Arnold Circus 
and the child of the jago okay which is and hold it what is wrong with you don't know yeah, honestly emmy's wearing a top that she looks like a spider <laughs> It's cool, isn't it? I've got pom-poms all going down my arms. Very weird. Um, anyway, so that's what I'm going to talk about. Thank you for coming <laughs> to my TED Talk. Um, yeah, that, let's let's do that. So Arnold Circus and the Child of the Jago. Child of the Jago. It sounds like kind of Aladdin 2 or something. Well, it is a, it is a book um, that is based upon the area that was there prior to Arnold Circus. Well, you'll find out next week. Okay, fabulous. Looking forward to it. There we go that's it thanks for coming this week um gang thanks for putting up with a couple of weeks of slight randomness as there's been all sorts going on um but we'll be back next week and hopefully back to back to usual and emily might have pulled herself together by next week maybe i just love that fraggle is just your your current necklace as well just yes if anyone doesn't know fraggle i have a bearded dragon called fraggle and he's just had a bath and he's sitting on my shoulder and emily seems to find this utterly hilarious Oh, gosh. I'm going to have a cube of chocolate and go to bed. I think it's probably best. (laughs) All right. Good night. Bye. Bye.